0: THANKS FOR WATCHING TODAY. THROUGHOUT THE PROGRAM, YOU'LL NOTICE THIS GRAPHIC. IT'S THERE SO YOU KNOW THAT WE LOVE TO PRAY WITH YOU. YOU CAN GIVE US A CALL OR GO ONLINE. ALSO, IT'S A GREAT WAY TO KEEP IN TOUCH WITH US. WE'RE CONTINUING PART 4 OF STAND, AND TODAY WE TAKE A LOOK AT THE ARK OF THE COVENANT AND THE IMPORTANCE OF THE BLOOD OF JESUS. WITH JESUS' BLOOD, HE PAID FOR A REAL REDEMPTION FOR REAL PROBLEMS. WHERE THERE'S HIS BLOOD, THERE IS THE HOLY SPIRIT and will receive appropriate, well-timed help for every need in every situation. In today's message, find out how to use your authority in the blood.
1: This morning, we're going to continue a series of messages. Where we've been talking about effective spiritual warfare. In the last couple of weeks, we talked about the name of Jesus and the difference between knowing the name of Jesus and having faith in the name of Jesus, Well, today we're going to take a jump to another really important part of spiritual warfare, and that's the effectiveness, the authority, and the power in the blood of Jesus. But what I want to do today is just kind of lay a foundation, and then in the next few weeks we're going to talk about how to plead the blood of Jesus. Is it effective? Is it not effective? What do you do? What don't you do? We're going to talk about when Jesus, the night he was betrayed, he took that cup, And he said, this is my blood, the blood of the new covenant. What does that mean to you and to me? Uh, But Romans 3, we're going to start right here, and I'm just going to kind of talk to you. This really isn't so much a sermon as it is a little talk about the blood. Romans 3.25, whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Jesus is your propitiation through faith in his blood. Now, here's the deal. If you don't go to church and you live in America, you will probably live your whole life and never hear the word propitiation. (laughs) Nobody goes to Myers and says, where is the propitiation aisle? Because they don't have any. All right? Other translations say it this way. Say that he becomes a sacrifice through faith in his blood or a mercy seat through faith in his blood. In other words, what Jesus did for you does not work for you or apply to you unless you have faith in his blood. Faith is largely dependent on knowledge. In fact, I believe we can say it this way faith is 100% dependent on knowledge. You cannot have faith for something that you do not know and understand. So we are going to just talk about the blood of Jesus. Now, if if you've read your Bible, the whole Bible, uh, and and I want to encourage you to do that, but there is a part in in those first five books in in, in Leviticus and in, in Numbers, Exodus, where it's talking about the temple, right? And there's a part where it says, you know, make the curtains purple and make them six foot tall and pick the poles and then have 50 rings of silver and then make this and make that. And then it goes one chapter and then it goes another 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 chapter. Some of you are going like, yeah, I know that part. All right. And as it just keeps going and keeps going, finally, you just get to the point and you go, ah, like, what is this all about? All right. Now I'm going to tell you what it's about. It's all about a box. It's about a box called the Ark of the Covenant. It's made of wood. It's covered with gold. Right? And it has a lid on it. And by the way, the top side of that lid is called the mercy seat or the throne of grace. Right? And this is what God said. Well, on top of that, by the way, there's some angels. And they got their wings spread out like this. And they're looking at each other and their, their wings are touching each other. And God says, he said, my presence and I will meet with you under the wings of those angels and above the mercy seat." Now I know you all know about the ark because you saw Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? So you know about it, right? So the one thing that you know is you never open the lid, all right? You don't open the lid. One time the Israelites opened the lid and 50,000 people died, right? It's a big deal to open the lid. Right? Now. If you open the lid, you will not find the well of lost souls. It's not there. But what is there are some stones, some tablets. Moses went up on a mountain, and God took his finger, and he wrote the commandments in stone. And those commandments that God wrote out are inside if you lift up the lid. That's what's there. And and just out of curiosity... Is there anybody here that has broken any of those commandments? Okay. So on top, under that mercy seat, there's those commandments. One time a year and once only. The Bible says that the high priest would go into that part of that tabernacle. Now, Moses went up on on the mountain and God gave him those tablets and said, make the tabernacle and make it exactly the way that I show you. In the New Testament, we're told why. Because it's a copy of a tabernacle that God has in heaven. And in the part where the ark was, which was called the Holy of Holies, only one time a year could the high priest go. And the Bible says he could never go in without blood. And he would take the blood of the sacrifice that one day, the Day of Atonement, Leviticus 16, and he would sprinkle that on the mercy seat. And remember, above the mercy seat, God said, that's where my presence is going to be. Isaiah said the angels, they're seeing God in God's presence, and this is what they say, holy, holy, holy. Now, it's not true in English, but it's true in Hebrew. Every time the word is repeated, it's a multiplier, right? But three times equals perfection. So what they're saying is we have a perfectly holy God. And, and how many of you are not perfectly holy? All right. And all of those commandments right above that mercy seat, the presence of a perfectly holy God. Underneath that mercy seat, inside, are all of the commandments that you and I have broken. But in between is a mercy seat covered with blood. A mercy seat that's covered with Blood. Leviticus 17 verse 11 for the life of the flesh is in the blood and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement or a covering for your souls your sins for it is the blood that makes an atonement for your soul so God said there's one thing that makes an atonement recovering for your sins and it's blood by the way, what can wash away my sin? Nothing, Nothing but the blood. The blood. Right? So you literally go to Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve's sin, right? and God kills animals and takes the skins to cover Adam and Eve. Now the Bible doesn't say what kind of an animal, but I think that there's very little question. He killed lambs because the Bible says that Jesus is as a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. So when men sin, immediately blood was shed to cover their sin. Go to chapter 4. You've got the first two people that were born, Cain and Abel, and they each bring a sacrifice to God. Cain builds his altar, and the Bible says, in the process of time, he brought some, of the produce he didn't bring the first fruits but he brought some he brought some sweet corn some broccoli cauliflower brussels sprouts some turnips maybe you know a few blueberries and raspberries and he offered those to the lord and the, the bible says that god did not receive his offering and his brother bought of the firstborn of the flock sacrificed them shed their blood And God received his offering. Now, in the Old Testament, when you went to the temple, you had sinned. You would bring a sacrifice. Now, this is what the priest did not do. He did not say, what did you do? Who did you hurt? How often have you done it? What else have you done? What else have you done? No, the priest did not examine you. The priest examined your sacrifice. And if your sacrifice was perfect, it was accepted. And if your sacrifice was accepted, you were accepted. You were forgiven, no matter what you had done. It wasn't you that got examined. It was your sacrifice that got examined. And the blood was given to make an atonement for your soul. right? Hebrews 9, verse 12. Neither... By the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered once into the holy place. When Jesus died, the Bible says he took his blood. Now, not into the holy place on earth, but into the tabernacle that's in heaven. He took his blood into the holy place, having obtained an eternal redemption for us. The Amplified says that he secured a complete redemption and everlasting release. Now, you could see what was happening in the heavenlies on earth. The Bible says that when Jesus died, that in the temple where that ark was kept in that holy of holies, there was this huge curtain that separated so nobody could get in except the priest once a year. And when Jesus died, the Bible says that it was ripped from the top to the bottom, right? It was 20 feet tall and four inches thick. And it was ripped from top to bottom. And what God was saying was this. I am no longer in just one place. There is not just one place you can come into my presence. There's just not one place where you can find the mercy seat. Now, Now, he's saying I'm out of that place because the blood of Jesus did not do what the blood of goats and calves could do. The blood of goats and calves could never take away sin, but the blood of Jesus paid once for all, complete, total redemption, secured a complete redemption and an everlasting release. Now, when it says complete redemption, it means that God didn't leave anything out. Everything is covered and included. God thought of everything. You are never going to go to God and say, God, this is my problem. God's going to go, ah, I never thought of that. What are we going to do? No, because God thought of everything. And everything was included. He planned for and provided for freedom in every area. We have coverage in every area through faith in the blood of Jesus. There are no special problems, no unique problems that are not covered, that were overlooked in the plan of redemption. Jesus paid for everything. You will not go to God and say, but I'm I'm too poor, but I'm the wrong gender, but I'm the wrong ethnicity, but I don't have enough education, but my family, but I was in the wrong place, but it's the wrong time. No, no. Jesus paid for a complete eternal redemption. And he paid too high of a price. Too high a price for our freedom, for us to live our lives bound. The Message Bible says he also bypassed the sacrifices consisting of goats and of calves' blood, instead using his own blood as the price to set us free once for all. In other words, you can get free on Sunday and still be free on Wednesday. And the next Sunday, you're still free. And a month later, you're still free. You do not need to fall back into that pit. You can get free and stay free, stay delivered, because by the power of the blood of Jesus, you were set free once and for all. Now, I mentioned the highest form of worship in the Bible always has to do with faith in the blood. In Revelation chapter 1, in verse 5, it talks about Jesus. It says, "...who washed us in his own blood and forgave us our sins." In Revelation chapter 5, but, but, by the way, this is, this is prophetic. This is what you and I are going to get to sing during eternity. That's not the only thing you're going to do, but we are going to sing this song. And they sang a new song saying, You're worthy to take the scroll to open the seals for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Everybody shout it. By what? Blood. 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 By your Blood. The Bible says in Peter that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from the aimless tradition you received from your parents. Now, here's what this means. There is a part of you that is not of this world. God is the father of spirits and God puts something in you that is not of this world. And because he puts something in you that's not of this world, nothing in this world could redeem you. You've got more value all the silver, all the gold in the world could not redeem you. But he goes on and says, you weren't redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Jesus, as of a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. It's blood that was given. And it says here, we'll, rede- we'll sing, you've redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe, tongue, people, and nation. You know, we sing a lot about the love of God. And, and God loves us and it's important, but love did not redeem you. Blood redeemed you. Hebrews 4:16. "Because of the blood, let us then fearlessly, confidently, boldly, draw near to the throne of grace. Now the throne of grace is the mercy seat, the throne of God's unmerited favor to us sinners, that we may receive mercy for our failures. Now what does the blood do? Mercy for your failures forgiveness. Mercy has to do with your past sins and failures and shortcomings. And find grace. Now, grace has to do with today and tomorrow. Grace is when God gives you his ability, his blessing, to do what you could not do without him. So there's mercy for our failures. But we can find grace to help in good time for every need appropriate help, well-timed help coming just when we need it. Now, notice it says there's help for every situation. It doesn't matter if it's spiritual, if it's physical, financial, if it has to do with relations, uh, with your your spouse, with your kids, whatever it is, there's appropriate help, well-timed help coming just when we need it. With Jesus, with his blood, he paid for a real redemption, it has real answers to real problems. Mark, excuse me, Mark, Hebrews 9, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? So this is what the blood of Jesus is to do, is to purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. This is kind of like a do I have faith in the blood of Jesus test? right? Question number one. Do I believe that I qualify for the best blessings that heaven has? Do I believe I qualify for the best blessings that heaven has? Question number one. Question number two, and it's, it's right here in this verse. The blood cleanses your conscience, right? I cannot tell you how many people have come up to me and said, hey, I'm Bob I'm divorced, I'm married, I'm an addict, I'm, I'm so-and-so, I'm this, I did that, I did the next thing, right? Now, what we're doing is we're seeing ourselves and identifying based on our sins and our failures and our shortcomings. But the blood of Jesus will cleanse your conscience. It will cleanse your conscience from dead works. And you won't say, I'm a this, I'm a that, I did this, I did that. You'll say 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he that knew no sin became sin for me that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. And if anyone's in Christ, they're a new creature, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new, and all these things are of God. See, the blood of Jesus will have you see yourself different. Now, when that happens, it says here it purges your conscience to serve. Because the blood will purge your conscience that you may serve the living god you feel qualified to do whatever needs to be done in front of you in the kingdom of god when the blood of jesus has purged your conscience we need to have faith in the blood now hebrews 12 verse 22 says but you have come to mount zion to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who registered in heaven, to God the Judge of all, to the spirits of just men made perfect, listen, and to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. The blood of sprinkling is the blood that Jesus took into heaven and put on the mercy seat. Right? Now. It says that blood is speaking right now, and it's speaking better things than the blood of Abel. You remember when Cain killed Abel? If you've read this, what the Bible says that God said, your brother's blood, it's crying out to me from the earth. And actually the Hebrew says, your brother's blood, z, z, plural. Like all the unborn generations, they're crying out. They're crying out. And they wanted justice. They wanted, they, 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 they wanted punishment for what had happened, and God did that. But the blood of Jesus is speaking something different. It's in heaven right now, and it is speaking on your behalf, and it's saying mercy, forgiveness, blessing, deliverance, provision, receive them, use them. How many know that's a lot better? And that blood is speaking on your behalf and my behalf right now. Jesus, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed for us. His blood has been put on the mercy seat. But we need to apply the blood. You say, how is that done? Well, you don't go out and find a piece of hyssop. But you use the hyssop of your tongue. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and they revelation 12 overcome him the devil they as you overcome him by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony you see your confession needs to be with the blood of Jesus has purchased for you that's how you and I apply the blood of Jesus today in Luke 18, Jesus tells the story. He said that two men went to the temple to pray. He said one was a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. Now, in that society, uh, the tax collectors were at the very, very, very bottom. They were worse than any other group. They were, they, they were collaborating with the Romans, those who were oppressing them. And Jesus said that the Pharisee, he went to the temple, and he stood and he prayed to himself. Now, you, you know it's bad when you pray and God's not even listening. You're just talking to yourself. Right? And he said, God, I thank you right, that I'm so good. I'm not like other people. I'm not an extortioner. I'm not unjust. I'm not an adulterer. And I'm not even like that tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tithe of everything that I have. I'm good. And Jesus said that tax collector, he's over in a corner and he's beating, himself, beating his chest. Now, not as punishment or some form of penance, but just in sincerity. And he doesn't even lift up his eyes. And he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Most of your translations. A few of you have got a translation. This is what it says. God, Be propituate to me, a sinner. And the best ones say it this way. God, be a mercy seat to me, a sinner. Jesus said, that man, not the other, went down to his house justified. Now, I want to close with one last scripture. This is found in Hebrews chapter 10. It says, it was a perfect sacrifice... By a perfect person to make some very imperfect people perfect. To perfect some very imperfect people. A perfect sacrifice, Jesus. Perfect person, Jesus. To make perfect some very imperfect people. How many of you know who the imperfect people are? One sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. Perfect person. Now, here's the result. By that single offering or sacrifice, he, Jesus, did everything that needed to be done for everyone who takes part in the purifying process. How much of what needed to be done did Jesus do? Everything. He did it all. But now now look at the Pharisee. He thought he was going to be made right because of what he didn't do. He said, I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. I don't do this. And I don't do this. Listen, it's not faith in the blood of Jesus plus what you don't do. It's just faith in the blood. It's just faith in his sacrifice, in his blood. And that Pharisee, he, he not only thought it was what he didn't do, he thought it was about what he did do. He says, you know, and besides that, I fast twice a week and I give tithes and I work in children's church and in the parking lot and I do this and I do that and I do the next thing. Look, it's not faith in the blood of Jesus plus your good works. Good works don't save you. Now, you're going to be rewarded for your good works, but they don't save you, right? So it's not faith in the blood plus what you do. And it's not faith in the blood plus what you don't do. It's just faith in the blood. Perfect sacrifice by a perfect person to perfect some very imperfect people. And by that single offering or sacrifice, he did everything that needed to be done for everyone who takes part in the purifying process. I heard somebody say it this week, this week. They said, if I went into church, the roof would cave in. Now, here's what they meant. I'm so bad. I'm so bad. You know, my works are too bad. Look, all your bad works don't disqualify you. And all your good works don't qualify you. One thing qualifies you. Faith. In his blood and he becomes a sacrifice he becomes a blood-covered mercy seat speaking on your behalf in heaven today and every day say so if you've been watching today and in your heart you're going I'm not right with God I'm not where I need to be with God I've drifted away if that's you I want you to bow your head with me and to pray a prayer and we're going to come back to God. The prophet Hosea said, he said, take words and let us return to the Lord. And if you want to return to God, I want you to bow your head, pray this prayer from your heart to say, oh God, I believe Jesus died on the cross. I believe his blood paid for my sins. I believe he rose again and I give him all of my heart, all of my life. I hold nothing back. And I thank you, you've heard my prayer that I'm forgiven, my past is gone, I'm your child, I'm a part of your family, today and forever, in Jesus' name.
0: If you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Dwayne, we'd love to get you a copy of his free book, Your New Life. He wrote this book to help you continue on your journey to take the next steps in your walk with God. You can go to our website to request a copy be mailed to you or download it. Either way, it's absolutely free. When you check out walkingbyfaith.tv, you can also purchase a copy of today's message, Authority in the Blood, in the WBF store. If this ministry is feeding you and blessing you spiritually, please consider becoming a partner with us. You can go to walkingbyfaith.tv slash give and click on the giving option that's right for you. Hope you enjoyed the message. Be blessed. Life gets busy, so having everything in one place is a big help. That's why we created the Walking by Faith app, bringing the ability to watch weekly programs, read devotionals, take notes, and give to your favorite mobile device. And with the added feature of offline listening, you can now take Walking by Faith with you wherever you go. The new Walking by Faith app.